Hi, I'm Krista Kelso. Welcome to Be Free Indeed. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, or you love someone who is, you're in the right place. We care because we're on that journey with you. Come and join us. Hi, thank you for joining us. My name is Krista Kelso, and this is Be Free Indeed. And I want to welcome you to episode two and introduce you again to Andrea Lundin, who is the co-host. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So it's pretty exciting what's happening. We're, We're starting our podcast, and we're delving into inner healing, and um we're going to talk a little bit more about what inner healing is, and um, but we want to introduce our guest today. Yes, this is Juliana. Thank you for Hi. coming. <laughs> we met from our restoration ministry at Mount View Church, where um, Be Free Indeed um, kind of spawned from um, this ministry, and now we're kind of on our on our own, just getting our feet wet and starting our own podcast. So it's exciting to to be launching. So um, we want to thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, So the last episode, first episode, um, Krista and I kind of shared our freedom journey and and our own um, journey of mental health recovery. And um, we had asked you to come today and kind of talk a little bit about identity and um, kind of what that looks like in inner healing. Um, Well, inner healing, I just kind of wanted to describe it because it's a process. um, And I think it's important that when you're finding your identity, it's a process of unveiling those places that you've believed lies. You have wounds from your past, and you let the Holy Spirit into those places and heal them with truth. So you exchange lies for truth. And through that, you begin to realize what your true identity is. And it's essential. Identity is essential to walking in freedom in Christ. And so um, anyway, I just wanted to kind of... So um, I started my inner healing journey about nine years ago, right around when, the time when I turned 40. I have a son with special needs. He has hydrocephalus, and um, he was really struggling. And in that, I was really struggling. And I had this false sense of who I was and a false sense of who God was, and so I was trying to navigate this difficult situation with a bunch of false information. So I realized that I believed God was like Santa Claus, basically, (laughs) up in heaven. And if Juliana was good today, check. And if Juliana was bad today, check. And a lot of what happened to you in your life was a result if you were good or if you were bad. And while my kid is falling apart with all this self-injurious behavior and our house is kind of in chaos and I'm trying to be really, really good and go to Bible study and pray and read the Bible and my kid's still not doing well and I'm not doing well, my family's in chaos, I'm like, either I'm really bad or God doesn't love me because I would get attacked by scripture even, like, 
you you earthly parents give good gifts to your kids. Your heavenly father gives even greater gifts. Who on earth, their kid asks for bread and they give him a stone or ask for fish and they give him a snake. And I'm like, I'm just asking for some bread <laughs> and I'm getting a snake. <laughs> so I, um, I was in a really dark place. And um, kind of what happened was Brendan needs a lot of help. He's nonverbal. So I was putting him on the in the restroom, putting him on the potty. And I was sitting there and he's screaming in my face. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm at the bottom here. I need you to help me. You have to take this away. And when I was finally that in that dark of a place, I could hear him. And he said, Julianne, I'm not going to take it away. Ask me what you need to get through the day. I'm like, but I don't want to do this. Just take it away. And he goes, I'm not going to take it away. Ask me what you need to get through the day. And I want you to start covering it with love. And I'm like, okay. So that started my inner healing journey of just realizing I had to surrender it to God. And I had to start hearing that voice and I had to start partnering with him because no matter what I did, it wasn't changing. So it started breaking down those Mm -hmm. ideas that who I was to God was based on what I did. Um, And he started revealing to me who I was to him is because of what Christ had done for me. How did did he reveal that to you? Because that's a big paradigm shift. huge. I think it was really just going, he started saying, anger is not who you are. Love is who you are. So even though you feel angry with Brendan, that's not Mm -hmm. who you are. So cover it with love. So uh, internally, I was still angry and thinking in my head, stop screaming, just shut up. I just want some peace. But I'd be like, Brendan, mommy loves you. And I'd kiss him and I'd take him to his room and say, I really want to spend time with you. I love you so much, but you have to stop screaming. Where before I would just be like, don't come out until you stop screaming. Mm -hmm. So Brendan started responding differently to me. Because he wanted that loving mom, not that angry mom that was like, just stop screaming. Here, I'm telling him to stop screaming as I'm screaming. Yeah. Like, stop God. screaming, you know. How old How old was Brendan at that point? Um, so that was nine years ago. So Brendan was nine because he just turned 18. Yeah. So, so I think it was just a process at that point of God had said, I'm not going to take it away. Mm-hmm. And me going... This is my life. He's showing me something new. I don't want it, but it's not getting better. Mm-hmm. And so I can either do it the way God's calling me to do it by asking him what I need for the day, mm-hmm. or I can still be angry and miserable and live here. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't want to live there. It was horrible. Yeah. So as I started covering it with love and walking in that true identity that I am love because the Holy Spirit lives in me mm-hmm. and I can partner with him in love, mm-hmm. the anger, although I still felt it on the inside, the anger started diminishing mm-hmm. and the love started growing. So eventually as I partnered, the love started getting higher, the anger started getting less and less. Mm-hmm. And now Brendan was 
not screaming as much because he wanted to be with me. Mm-hmm. So I started seeing yeah. God's the way he works mm-hmm. and going, I didn't really change. I didn't pray more. I didn't go to any Bible study. I didn't go to church every weekend. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he was measuring me. All I was doing was like, I want to do it your way. Yeah. I don't want to do it my way anymore because mm-hmm. my way stinks. <laughs> yeah. So um, so anyway, um, so then we had Dr. Kraft come to our church and talk about inner healing and talk about um, how the enemy comes against us at our very identity. Mm-hmm. And so I started really wondering what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went to one of his conferences. And so that changed a lot. And then it was like partnering with what I knew about God's character. Mm -hmm. Because if it was based on who God was and what Jesus did, if I partnered with those attributes of God, that was my identity because I was made in his image. So it started more like that for my identity part. Okay, that word partner mm-hmm. is super important. Yeah. I want you to say that again because it's, it's, it's crucial. It's crucial. I had to partner with what God had told me. Mm-hmm. Juliana, I'm not going to take it away. Mm-hmm. Ask me what you need to, for the day. Mm-hmm. And then he started telling me who I wasn't and who I was. You're not anger, you're love. Now partner with me. Mm-hmm. So you're partnering with the Holy Spirit. So now the fruits of the Spirit start becoming your identity Rather than those are things about God. Well, if I'm made in His image and the Holy Spirit lives in me, mm-hmm. those are my those are my identity too. You know, some people don't understand um, kind of the role of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd like to just interject some things. Okay. For um, it's called the Trinity, and um, when God sent Jesus here on the earth, He walked the earth for only three years, right? And he taught the 12 disciples. And when he left, he said, I will send the counselor, the comforter, the guide. Mm -hmm. Because he'd been doing it in person Mm -hmm. for three years. But he left the Holy Spirit. And actually, they had the Holy Spirit come inside them on the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And so we as believers, when we place our trust in Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. And so we have the access to God's voice, and it's that sense that we know in our mind that it's the Holy Spirit, it's not us. Right. And I think, too, knowing that Jesus said, I will send him and he will remind you all the things that I taught, Mm. and he will guide you in all truth and wisdom and the things that are to come. So then you start going, okay, if I go to the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell me what to do. Mm about this situation. And I'm not trying to do it by earning or be yeah. my works. I'm I'm going to the Holy Spirit. Okay, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I got nothing here. Yeah. So show me what to do in this situation. So, and it, I mean, it's been a long journey. Raising a special needs child is, you, you can't do it. Dave and I always say, that's my husband. We need two ringmasters to lead the circus, but we really need about five because we need Holy Spirit, Jesus, and Dave and I. um, Yeah, so um, it's so essential to understand who God is 
who he wants to be for you because you're really, as you know the true nature of God, you start to know your true identity because we were made in his image. Mm -hmm. And it says that he, it, we have died and that we is no longer us that live, but it is Christ in us. So whatever identity belongs to Christ, it now belongs to me. Mm -hmm. When I walk there, you're never disappointed. <laughs> That's a beautiful place to be. Mm -hmm. When you walk through life with your misconceptions of God, your misconceptions of yourself, your wounds, you, what you've believed about yourself, mm -hmm. which are lies mm -hmm. who from the opposite of God, mm -hmm. that's a dark place. Yeah. And so, yeah. Good stuff. I've always wanted to be able to memorize scripture like you do. Oh. <laughs> Even if I did it like 40 years ago, I can't. I still can't do it. <laughs> I can say, oh, it's the meds. It's the meds. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She'll pull up her Holy Bible app and she'll text it to you. Yes, yes I know. It's I know. amazing. I love the word of God because it's it brings who he is to life and it brings who you are to life. So mm. I really love it. So. Gosh, yeah quotable quotes today. Oh, <laughs> somebody write these things down. That's awesome. Um, I'm doing a lot of talking. Maybe I have one other thing I wanted to ask her, but is anything burning for you? Well, I was just going to ask, you know, for, for someone who's not familiar with inner healing or, you know, maybe that's not something that their church, mm -hmm. you know, currently has available. Like how would somebody like get involved or how would they learn? Okay. Like I know in our our group there's books that we read or mm -hmm. whatever like mm -hmm. how would somebody like actually look into something like inner healing there are some really cool books that you can find you can probably get all of them on amazon that i'm suggesting but there's a really cool book by rusty Rustenbach called listening and inner healing prayer it's very basic inner healing mm -hmm. and he makes something that probably is foreign to a lot of people seem very understandable and um he writes it in a way that it's a really easy read even though it looks kind of thick mm -hmm. <laughs> um i had already done inner healing and when i read his book god just took me to deeper stuff mm -hmm. it was really cool and that's what's cool about inner healing is god it's like an onion so you take off that harder part but then it kind of gets a little stinky and as you peel it sometimes it causes a lot of tears because it it's stinky, mm -hmm. but God takes you as you're ready to receive it. And he never takes mm -hmm. you someplace faster than you're able to go. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've loved is my journey has started out with a seminar. And then I did a one-time session at a, a group called Mariah Freedom Ministries. If you Google inner healing, you can find some of this mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that Rusty Rustenbach book came later in my inner healing journey, mm -hmm. and it was amazing what God did in it. Mm -hmm. um, there's another book by Dr. Kraft called Two Hours of Freedom. That's mm -hmm. a really good book. And he does a, a very different style, but mm -hmm. also a very good book. And then... Um, well, and when you say different style, I've noticed that too in mm -hmm. the years that I've been involved. And I've noticed though, the resources that I've you know, I've, I've really enjoyed, have trusted, you know, the sources um, and that stick with scripture. Um, the, the thing I like about the Rusty book, and by the way, that is the book that we have used this mm -hmm. year in Gals Like Us. Right. And um, I, it's been fantastic because a person can walk through it 
at their pace. Mm -hmm. And um, we took our time. <laughs> There's only what, <laughs> I don't know how many chapters, but we spent nine months in right. the book. Right. And um, we're actually going to finish the last three chapters um, this summer locally here. But I, I just, I love the fact that God uses those resources in our lives. And mm -hmm. you had pointed out in the perfect timing right. that right. he has for our lives. Right. And that can start anytime, right. anywhere. The cool thing about what I love about Rusty's book, as opposed to some of the other styles, is he always points you back to Jesus. And it's always about mm -hmm. deepening your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and it makes it that any of us can do it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you don't have to no. have special training. It's so, mm -hmm. it, it's just so understandable. Yeah. And he, he's very gentle in the way he does it. Mm -hmm. It's so. actually, he's out of the navigator's ministry. And so um, I thought that was really interesting because they're mm -hmm. known for their love of God's word and mm -hmm. all of that. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's a good, good resource. Right. We're talking about identity and, um, You've talked really, really well about your identity in Christ, um, but we we need to talk a little bit about our enemy and what his identity is. Right. Can you address that? Well, the enemy of, if God is the father of truth, <laughs> the opposite is the father of lies. Mm -hmm. So if you think about John 10.10, 10, mm -hmm. it says the thief, which you can put in there, the enemy Satan, the devil, whatever, mm -hmm. just the opposite of God, if you want, mm -hmm. you know, he comes to steal, kill and destroy. So God gave us an identity. He, it says in scripture, he knitted us together in our mother's room before the beginning of time. So he has a, a plan for us. He has an identity for us personally. Mm -hmm. And the enemy comes and he wants to chip away at that, steal, kill and destroy who God made us. But Jesus came to give us life and give it abundantly. So if we're not experiencing life and experiencing it abundantly, we want to start, you know, finding those places yeah. that it's being stolen, mm -hmm. killed, yeah. um, and destroyed. Mm -hmm. So I, I think a lot of times what the enemy does is we have patterns in our life. I mean, if you're trying to be a good girl, just going off of what I was told, my, my worth in God's eyes was what I did. Mm-hmm. If I was good girl, mm -hmm. well, he's going to come there. So every time I did something, he'd be like, oh, see, you're not good. No, not a good girl. Not a good girl. And so it's really hard to be obedient to a God you don't trust. And if you're trying to be good mm -hmm. and things aren't going well, you kind of don't want to be obedient anymore because it's not working out so well. <laughs> but yeah. you have so this you, burning in yeah. your heart that you mm -hmm. want to please God. Yeah. So So what you're saying is you can only trust someone as far as you believe them. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things God showed me as he taught me to trust him, mm -hmm. he's not going to take it away. He's not going to fix it overnight. Mm -hmm. He's I'm going to trust him. So he started teaching me that trusting him was more important than being obedient. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm not trying to be a good girl anymore. I'm just trying to trust him. So now he's saying even if you screw up, trust me. I'm like, oh, that's a huge yeah. mm -hmm. shift in the way I operated. Yeah. So now my worth started becoming mm -hmm. my trust in God and just trusting him even if I screwed up. Yeah. And then huge. 
now I want to be obedient because he's such a good God. He mm-hmm. is so trustworthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it to try and earn his love. I already have it. Yeah. So that's a huge identity switch. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's coming from a place of victory. Start with victory. Right. Or start with love. Right. And move out from there. Right. And think about Revelation says that we will overcome the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night by the blood of the lamb. So what Jesus did when we know what he did for us. And then by the word of our testimony. So if I say, God told me to stop trying. Now my kid's doing well. When I was going to Bible study and praying and doing all these things, nothing changed. But when I just started partnering with the truth that Mm -hmm. Jesus paid for all of this and I don't have to do anything except Mm -hmm. do what he's saying. Julianne, I'm not taking it away. So just ask what I, you need to get through the day mm-hmm. and cover it with love. I just started doing those two things. Now, in a Christian performance place, nobody's going to see what I'm doing because it was all internal. Mm-hmm. It was all about what God was doing. Right. Then it broke off all that need to show mm-hmm look, I'm doing all the right things. It's like, I wasn't doing anything right at that point, except just going, I'm just trying to get through the day. Okay, I'll do what you asked me to do. And I'm going to kiss Brendan Mm -hmm. rather than be frustrated and angry. I'm just going to kiss him, hug Mm -hmm. him, show him love. Now I'm starting to pour out the same love that Mm -hmm. God's trying to pour into me. So it becomes Mm -hmm. this awesome cycle of I'm putting my identity now on Brendan. Now Brendan Mm -hmm. starts to change. So, someone that I respect a lot, um, who's actually going to be on another episode. Um, she, it's totally left my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a whole other, you know, the whole, the med card, the 61 card. Um, I don't care. It'll come back to me. (laughs) It'll come back to me. Surely you have something to say. I'll take it from here. Thank you. Thank you. I I just kind of grabbed on to the trusting God part. I think that's a really important component because um, whether you're raised in the church or not, I was not. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many lies that we believe, and a lot of it we don't even realize that it's impacting our perception of the Trinity. and one thing that I learned in my inner healing experience, which I was grateful to have you a part of that. Um, and I was honored to be part of that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, life-changing, for sure. Um, is oftentimes our level of trust in a Heavenly Father often is indicated by our trust in like an earthly father or earthly mm-hmm. father figure. Um, and so that's different for everybody because mm-hmm. some people did have a loving father. Some people had, you know, come from a life of abuse and, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone's healing from different wounds and different pains. And so that was, um, that was pivotal mm-hmm. for me. Um, not that I didn't have a wonderful um, earthly father figures in my life, but that I wasn't fully trusting God or my heavenly father because I didn't, I didn't really have that, um, 
my experience with my earthly fathers didn't really match that. Right. You know, right. not not to say anything negative about my right. fathers, but that wasn't modeled or I didn't understand how I could trust mm-hmm. a father right. in certain ways. So that was big for me because I realized in my inner healing experience that I wasn't trusting God because I didn't really understand what a heavenly father was. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, not having been raised in, um, in the church and whatnot. So that was a big shift. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you were saying with your son, it's like once you understand like the, the identity or the truth behind it, then you can look at it totally differently. Right. Like, you I mean, I can, I can trust in my heavenly father and I'm not going to get, you know, hurt or he's not going to let me down or whatever description I want to put in there. It's like, I don't have to have distance between him in that relations. Like I can have a relationship. It's not conditional. I don't have to, you know, and of course lies play a big part in it Mm -hmm. too. You know, the lies of I'm not worthy to have a relationship with him. I, as an adolescent, I was involved in a church that was very Mm works-based, very shame-based, um, and didn't really teach a relationship um, with Jesus. So right. when I left that religion, I thought I was turning my back on God. Right. And then so literally from like my late teens until my 30s, I didn't have a relationship with God or Jesus or, you know, because I didn't feel like I was worthy because all those lies that I aligned right. with. Right. I didn't have an identity. Right. So you so, partnered with the lie. I partnered with rather the Rather than partnering with the truth. Right. You partner True. with one or the other. Right. And so unfortunately, which I think a lot of people a lot it happens with a lot of people, is my identity became in other things. Mm-hmm. In relationships with, you know, partners, my relationship with men or my relationship or my identity in my job or mm-hmm things or, you know, my identity was not in Christ. Right. And so I was not a happy person, (laughs) struggling with depression and anxiety, but not, um, the enemy just had such a stronghold because I was aligned with so many lies. I didn't know that I could be freed of that. I didn't know that my identity, I was worthy of being in relationship with Christ and my identity in him instead of in, you know, earthly things or in relationships that were ultimately going to fail. Right. Right. So it was devastating. Right. And I think it's important. You said you, you grew up in a church. You didn't grow up in a a family, a faith-based family. Then you went to a church that taught you it was based on works Mm -hmm. and not about the relationship with Jesus. And then when you left, you felt like you were turning your back on God. I grew up in a faith-based home my whole life, <laughs> went to church my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. It, you can have a strong relationship with Jesus, but if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Father, God, and Holy Spirit, there's a place that the enemy can try and come in. And if you're not partnering with God, like you said, you're going to be partnering with someone. So here, I grew up with this false idea that God was distant because my parents divorced when I was two. My dad lived out of state. And I was grew up in a church where they didn't really teach a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. So I now I'm trying to earn this Heavenly Father's trust. So every time I failed, I felt guilty. Then I felt ashamed. 
then I felt unworthy. So those were my identities. When I went through inner healing, it was replacing shame and guilt. And then the really big thing was being unworthy. Well, when God renamed me, <laughs> his yeah. beloved, mm-hmm. now when I hear stuff or I start to feel guilty, I'm like, that's not even who I am anymore. If I could earn God's trust, Jesus wouldn't have come. He right. came for me. Mm-hmm. So I I don't believe in that guilt anymore. And if I hear I'm, re- I'm unworthy, I'll be like, no, God said I'm his beloved. And it's not because of what I've done. It's because of what Jesus has done for me. And I'm believing. So it says, we believe in our heart and we profess mm-hmm. in our with our work mouth and we are saved. And it is with our in our heart we believe and we are justified. And with our mouth we profess and are saved. Because when we start speaking out loud to the enemy, I don't believe your stuff anymore. That's not my identity. This is my identity. Then we're speaking out loud, we are saved. Now we start believing the Why truth. Why do we speak out loud? Why? Because it has power. Mm-hmm. It has power. God knows our every thought. I don't know what the enemy knows. I don't care what the enemy is, but I'm going to tell him out loud. <laughs> I don't believe your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to believe. But he, can't, he can't really read our thoughts. Right. He can introduce thoughts. He can pass them across. Right, yeah. but he can't, he he can't, can't read our right. thoughts. And so saying it, the I'm declaring the it. truth out loud... To, yeah, you know, right. makes it right. And it, powerful. there's some power in when you say it out loud. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe guilt and shame anymore. Mm-hmm. The truth is, I am without guilt because of what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. You start, then it goes from here to here. Like, it really mm-hmm. solidifies itself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at the difference from the beginning of your story. You're talking about being at the end of yourself, mm-hmm. totally at the end of yourself. And so you're crying out to God. And what I was trying to remember a minute ago is that the purest form of worship is lament. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it comes from in the scripture, but I know it's there. There's a whole book called Lamentations. (laughs) Probably from there. (laughs) I'm just teasing you. I love it. I love it. It's a guy. That's wonderful. Right. Yeah, it's like... I mean, I know that when I have been at the complete end of mm-hmm. anything I could even possibly muster, that's when I'm worshiping. Right. When I turn to right. God, if we stay here, right, and we, you know, we, right. I, I, I can't yeah. do this. I can't do it. I'll just hold on. I'll say, right. And yeah. it's interesting. During that time, God gave me these two verses, and He put them together. And it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. But he had to put an extra little thing in there because it's like, well, what does that mean, trust you, but lean not on my own understanding, right? Because I felt like I was trusting him, but, and he put in, um, I think it's 1 Corinthians four eighteen, and it says, focus not on the seen, mm-hmm. which is temporal, but the unseen, which is eternal. And then in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will keep your path straight. So when I was focusing on Brendan screaming, what I was feeling, my house is crazy. It was hard for me to trust him. When I was going, okay, I'm going to trust you with all my heart. And I'm going to believe that you're saying, if I partner with you and you'll give me what I need to get through the day and you're going to help me cover it with love. And then I'm going to give you everything like, this doesn't feel like it's working today. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to do it because you told me to trust you and to ask you for what I needed. I started focusing on those unseen things. Then your eyes get drawn away from the circumstances because Mm -hmm. this life is not easy. I did not sign up to have a special needs kid. That is not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I had a broken family. I wanted normal. (laughs) And God's like, I got something better for you. (laughs) I can totally relate because I didn't want to be born with a mental illness. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, you right. know, just trusted God through all of it. And, right. you know, my life, my life is pretty great. Even just, you know, managing mental health. It, it, right. it I used to think probably 10 years ago, I thought it was like a death sentence. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm never, I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to have a family. I'm never, you know, like the total lies from the enemy. Right. Never, never, never. It's always going to be this way. Right. You're always going to be depressed. Right. Um, and those are all lies. Right. And I'm just so grateful to know that now and be on this journey of freedom that I didn't know existed. Correct. And yeah, um, awesome. yeah, bringing hope to those, you know, just like I did that I didn't know. Right. And just sharing that, giving hope. Right. You know, <sighs> you know I think um, hope is the key that unlocks the prison door of depression. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked so hard all those years to find that, that just that one verse that would give me that key and to just let me grab a hold of hope. And when we do partner with Christ mm-hmm. and we, no matter if we feel like it or not, the hope becomes real. We choose hope. We choose joy. You know, we, we choose it. And I just, I just want to say that we choose, we choose at Be Free Indeed to look to you and say, come and join us. Come on this journey with us. There is freedom and there's hope and we love you. Yeah. And it, you know, it looks different for everyone. Yeah. You know, some people are just at their wits end, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're high functioning and they just don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are just, you know, going from work to family to, you know, all their responsibilities and they're just anxiety ridden lives. Mm -hmm. And some people are struggling with depression and Mm -hmm. under the covers and it just looks different for everyone. And, Mm -hmm. and I would say what I have found in Be Free Indeed is that it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, we, we come from all different kinds of churches. We come from different backgrounds and we're just learning from each other. And just, it's, it's been a safe place to just be ourselves and share our stories and heal and grow together. So it's certainly been an honor to be on this journey with you both. And, um, before we sign off, is there anything else you wanted to share? Um, I think just the one thing that I've really realized as I've learned who I am is when you realize how much God loves you and that you partner with that love, you start to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you love yourself and can believe who you really are, mm-hmm. you start to love others. And if you think about Jesus's two commandments, it was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and will, and to love others as you love yourself. But if we don't know who we are and how, the magnitude of how God loves us, 
we are loving others the way we love ourselves, but we don't love ourselves very well. So I would say my biggest encouragement is know who you are in Christ, because you will start to love who God made you. And then you're going to just love God even more because mm-hmm. he's pouring that love out. We, he, we love because he first loved us. So we start receiving mm-hmm. that love. We start loving ourselves and we start loving others really well. Mm-hmm. And you start seeing transformation outward. You start seeing you have better relationships. Mm-hmm. You start having a better relationship with God. You start having a better relationship with your husband. It's my transformation journey of freedom has changed the dynamic of my family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just was thinking about, um, we have these bookmarks that we use in the inner healing, inner healing ministry. And they, you have this bookmark in your Bible and the list on one side and the other is who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm chosen by God. I'm forgiven. I'm loved. I'm his beloved. I've been called. I mean, these are things that we have to like memorize. We have to have them on the tip of our tongue when we hear you don't have a place in this world. You're not going to make a difference because da, 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 you know. And um, so I want to make sure we get those resources resources um, available. Um, there's going to be more resources. We'll you know get the information about the uh, Rusty Rustenbach book, Listening to God. So help me, Andrea, on those things, because that's, <laughs> that's what you do. You will. <laughs> well, we are a work in progress. So we yeah. are just so grateful that you joined us um, on our podcast. And um, our next uh, one, our next episode, um, we'll be transitioning to um, lies um, with our, our dear friend, Mama Connie. Um, but in the meantime, I just want to encourage you that... Um, even if we look like professionals, we are not. <laughs> we are we are just a, a community that, um, you know, honestly, I've only been a part of Be Free Indeed for just over a year and really inner healing the last six months. And I can truly say it's been life-changing for me. And, um, you know, we are not, um, this effort is not to provide professional counseling. It's just to be, be us and share our stories and, and give you hope in, um, in your journey of, um, mental health recovery. And, um, but your safety and well-being is very important to us because, um, some of us, um, have been in, in deep, dark places. Um, and so we want to make sure if you're in a, in a tough place right now that you tell someone that you, um, reach out to a friend or family, or maybe it's somebody in your community and, and make sure that you get help. Um, perhaps you need to consider calling 911 if it's in more urgent nature, but, um, a resource that we feel is really important to share is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, it's a 24-7 uh, available resource that is, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's the National Pre- uh, Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 738255. And they provide um, free and confidential support for people in distress, also prevention and crisis resources for you and for your loved ones. If you could please just help us out and go on iTunes and give us any feedback or review of your experience of our podcast, that'd be very helpful. Anything else you want to share, Krista? Yeah, go to our website as well and um, just 
fill it out and join so we can communicate with you. And I think as this does develop, I mean, this is brand new in terms of podcast and vlog. I learned that word from a millennial. (laughs) I did vlog. That's what we're doing here. (laughs) But we want to develop a community. We want to know you. And that's challenging when it comes, you know, we're depending on things like social media and websites, but I believe that God wants us to know you and for you to know us. And so you have that opportunity making comments. And as this develops, we're going to do this together. Hang in there and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on the Be Free Indeed podcast, hosted by Krista Kelso and Andrea Lundin. Learn more about us at BeFreeIndeed.net. Be Free Indeed ministry is funded by churches, foundations, and individuals like you. Join our efforts by making a donation now at BeFreeIndeed.net. Our show is engineered by Andy Lara at AndyLikesWords.com and co-produced with Sherry Alden. Filming of the show is provided by Kevin Reyes at WolfieStudios.co. Special thanks to our location hosts, John and Margaret Snyder. Find and follow us on social media at Be Free Indeed Ministry. Lastly, subscribe to our show today wherever you listen to podcasts. When you have a moment, we'd love your feedback and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.